You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Hi, I'm Timmy the Trash Can, and I love trash. Popcorn boxes, cups, and candy wrappers. Mmm, they all taste so good. Instead of throwing your trash on the floor, won't you please give it to me? Thank you for considering your fellow patrons. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Tim Dillon Show live from Austin, Texas. You are It is not live. We are in Austin, Texas. There is no video for this episode. Why? We are in Austin, Texas. We have a studio being built. It is in the... Is it being built fast enough? Who knows? That's Ben's job. So if you are upset about no video, Ben Avery is good. On Twitter and Instagram, DM him. Tell him what you think of how long it has been taking him to get the studio together. But we do have a studio. It's in the process of being built. Okay? We're in Austin. I'm doing Cap City. We just left the Mecca. I still feel it's surreal it still feels like an episode of Black Mirror. We just walked out of InfoWars. Mm-hmm. We did an hour with Alex Jones. This is something Ben's wanted to do since he yeah. was a, a young child. <laughs> I mean, this is his Disney World. Watching Ben walk around InfoWars. I was listen, so happy. Yeah, and listen to every... There's TVs everywhere, and all the shows they have are just blaring. Mm-hmm. And as, as Ben just walked around InfoWars looking for their coffee... And listening to their fish oil, you know, the pills, listening to the pitch for their fish oil pills, mm-hmm. he was just like a kid walking around the Magic Kingdom for the first time. Um, it, it came up, it came, I spoke to Rogan and I'm like, I'm going to be down in Austin. Let's fucking do it. Rogan set it up. Alex, you know, we got along famously as we would imagine, but it was... It was a fucking wild thing because we've watched and the same thing with Joe. We started out watching these shows and now we're on these shows. You know, there's something crazy about watching a computer like what? Like I sound like a boomer. What do you watch a computer? And then you get the chance to deny Santa Hook. Um, we started out denying shootings in our living room, and then we got the chance to go deny them. In- no, <laughs> but it is fucking wild when you're you're, you're watching a MacBook mm-hmm. and you're watching Infowars, and then you climb through it and you end up on the other side of the screen. It's got to be nuts for you, Ben. It was. I I feel like Alex loved us first of all, which was great. I was I was not jar like it, it was a surreal experience, but when he walked into the room and we were sitting behind the desk and we didn't know what we were gonna talk about, I was like ready for it because I've seen his face so many times. I, I wasn't even phased. Were here's, you phased at all when he walked in? Here's what phases me about the whole thing, right? I I I think about like 
God willing, whatever, I'm around in, I don't know, 10 years, 20 years, whatever the span of time is where people are going to look back on this time, you know, like how we look back on the financial crisis of 2009. Like people, we, everything right now, we feel like we're, we're in it and, and, and we can't look back on it. Like, and it, it doesn't even, and, and when you go through any time, you don't, you, you can't imagine yourself looking back on it. But I try to think about like years later, somebody's going to be like, what the fuck was going on? Donald Trump was a president. There was this guy in Austin, Texas, who created his own news network and he fucking got deplatformed off everything. And then this other guy had a podcast in California and it was like the biggest fucking thing. And it's wild that we have been able mm-hmm. to see the inside of a lot of those fucking things, other than obviously the White House and Trump. Right. But, you know, it's it's pretty wild. So to me, it was just like interesting to see that operation. To I started listening to Alex Jones, I think, when he was at GCN which was a, maybe a Christian network. I'm talking about the late nineties. I would listen to him. Like I, I'm talking about, you know, pre nine 11 listening to him when I think he was railing against NAFTA and things like that. Like he was always a populist. And I think he was, he was definitely on a network called GCN when yeah. I saw him today. Yeah. It was the Genesis communications network. Right. And that was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And I imagine that's a Christian network, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Ben's like, my parents love it. It's on <laughs> every day at our house. <laughs> but that's when I started with Alex. And then like anything else, you know, you come and go, you wax and wane. I went years without listening to him. And then, then, you know, he'd pop up and I'd listen to him again. He'd come out with a documentary and I'd watch it. I remember the Bohemian Grove documentary came out and I was like, let's fucking check that out. That's very interesting. When did you first get into Alex? Because when I met you, you were kind of, and, and part of you, you know, we all, here's a reality. And I said this to him today. I will not back off from this. He is the most entertaining mm-hmm. person on the planet. Mm-hmm. You know, he really is like wh- wh- whether you like him or not, or whether you, you think he's the devil or not. He, the guy is fucking transfixing mm-hmm. to just watch. I've broadcasted for years. I've done stand up for years. I've been an actor when I was a little kid and I, I've been on stage since I'm six. Being in a room with the guy, he is a fucking performer. And he is just, when he is at his best, and today we probably got just a small percentage of him because mm-hmm. we've all seen him when he's firing on all cylinders. I mean, that second Rogan was wild. Yeah. When did you first get into? I I I can tell you when I got really deep in Alex. It's when he was getting banned. That's okay. when I got really really deep. So when and did you first come across him? I think when I think when I was living in Texas for sure. I knew of him, but I didn't even think of him as like a like a a guy who was super. I don't know how how did people perceive Alex in like 2010? I can't even really remember well, now because I, I think. When I remember him, and I remember is when he was promoting Loose Change, he was promoting that documentary, and he was showing up to 9-11 events with the bullhorn and talking about, you know, George Bush and the Carlisle Group and 9-11 and trying to get, you know, information out there. And I remember that Alex Jones, who was loathed by conservatives. They hated Alex Jones. Like, hated him. Like, he was a, you know, it's amazing. And again, we're talking 10 years ago. And and it, everything is flipped because conservatives, even Democrats, liberals, did not like him. 
He was liked by a very small group of people. And now I've seen questioning 9-11 kind of go mainstream. I wouldn't say mainstream, but it's a lot more acceptable now, especially in light of Epstein and all these things. He'd be like, yeah, we don't fuck. I have a joke in my act now where I go, nothing will shock you anymore after Epstein. Like if, if you find out tomorrow, if they're like 9-11 never happened, the Twin Towers are still there, you'd be online somewhere and you'd be like, fucking media. <laughs> you know, like you wouldn't even be shocked. It's like joke of my act where I'm like, yeah, fucking media. Come on. Hey, buddy, the Twin Towers are still fucking there in New York. Can you believe that? God. It, there's not, I mean, there's nothing that'll move you off the, you know, you'll still stand in line. You won't get out of line. Mm-hmm. You will not get out of line wherever you are. Whataburger, whatever. Mm-hmm. You're not getting out of that line mm-hmm. for 9-11 never happened. If they go, by the way, our bad, <laughs> our mistake. We didn't really mean to. We didn't mean two buildings fell down. We we were. But I remember that, Alex Jones. And then, then I, you know, when Obama gets elected, he becomes more of a right-wing populist by... The very nature of he's an anti-establishment guy and he's always talking about who's at the top. So it was Bush, then it was Obama. What is fascinating is when he became a fan of Trump, you saw the whole dynamic of Alex Jones change because instead of being a guy that was outside of the establishment, no matter who was in it, right or left, he became a guy that you know openly supported Trump And also, because I never remember him being political. When I was growing up listening to him, I would tune in and it was like, we're all, we're all being lied to. We're all being manipulated. He talked about FEMA. He talked about mass graves. And then he he got on the Trump train because he hated, he loathed Hillary Clinton. And, 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 And Trump was this, you know, populist or fake populist, whatever you think. And, and then Alex, you know, had him on the show. He had Trump on the show famously. And then that's when I think he, he, people started to see him differently because they're like, oh, here's this guy who was just this anti-establishment guy who's now picked a side. Now he's a cheerleader for Donald Trump. If you remember the Bushes, the Clintons, all of Hollywood, all of the media, pretty much. Now the media helped build Trump's candidacy by just the spectacle of it, of course, but most people in the media didn't want him to win. I think Rupert Murdoch didn't even want him to win. I think that the majority of CEOs in the country, not all of them, but a lot of them did not want Trump to win. And they had valid reasons for that. Like this, he was a wrecking ball and, and Alex got behind him and had him on the show. And that's when I think it was very interesting to see how Alex became a a different kind of figure to many people. And then of course, the Sandy Hook stuff, which I only started knowing about when it was, when it was, cause I didn't watch him then. I wasn't watching him when that was right, happening. Right. So I, we, I only got the fallout from it. So I don't know what he did. I know he said some things he regretted and, 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 and then people did horrible things to the, the families of the Sandy hook kids that died. Unforgivable things, criminal things, things I will not justify things. I don't think Alex would ever justify, and me being on that network doesn't condone that, doesn't excuse that in any way. But what I think happened at that point was that you saw big tech just like, I think the term is like, it's more than even deplatform, like unperson him. 
Like they took away every opportunity he had to broadcast, to put himself out there. They took away all his social media. I think even his bank accounts were getting canceled. I mean, Mm -hmm. it was pretty wild to watch. Um, And again, not excusing anything that, that he said, or that, but again, w- what he actually said and then what's been put out there that he said might be different. I think he did say irresponsible things, things he should not have said. But just the idea of, you know, this swift and complete, complete deplatforming of this guy off every single uh, social media platform mm-hmm. and also restricting his money to earn and restricting his ability to earn an income from any of the places where he was previously earning an income uh, happened overnight pretty immediately. And it would, I don't think there was really a warning for it. It just, it was just like the, the, the gods of big tech came down and said, this is over. And, and then you started looking into him and that's when you got into him. And then what, what, but I, I, now that I think about it, this is really funny. The, when I first got into Alex was when I first got into comedy. And when I first got into comedy, I got into Patrice and Hicks and Stanhope. And I found that clip of Stanhope bringing Patrice on stage at Cap City you or come bringing from Alex a, on stage. You come from a really Christian family. Yeah. So when you, when you, you, so you get into the guys who are like questioning all of everything. Right, exactly. When, yeah. And so I found that Patrice O'Neill interview on Alex Jones back in like, oh, five or whatever. I'm like, this is really interesting. Um, and I was like, what's the Bilderbergs? What are, what's the Bohemian Grove? And that was kind of how I got in the door with all that stuff. And then, but then I'm going to teach you five kids out. That's the song you're going to sing. What, uh, who are the Bilderbergs? <laughs> What's the Bohemian Grove? The wheels, the Rothschilds go to the park and they worship an owl named Moloch. It's not an owl, it's a whatever. Right. Ben's all biblical. He knows what it is. What is Moloch actually? Moloch is, it's the. uh, It's a calf. It it sacrifices children, but it's like a. Yeah, Canaanite thing. Right. Yeah, it's not an owl. So you though. get in a. He you, thought it was. I, I because in Bohemian Grove, it's an owl. They say the owl Moloch, but it's not an owl. But yeah. whatever. It's like whatever. Baal. But my my point is that, that I was introduced to Alex as a as a comedian. He is he's an entertainer. He was always to me just a funny guy. Like I, right. I'm with you. I didn't think of him as a politician, and then I stopped paying attention to him because you know I had a life, and uh, I had no idea about the Sandy Hook stuff until way later. When, right. when all the repercussions started coming down. So, right. Yeah. What was it like when I told you we were going to do it? I would have loved to surprise you. Here's the thing. I would have loved... See, here's what I should have done. I thought about this. Okay. What I should have done is just take you to Cap City. Tell you that we weren't... Like, I just need you to film a set. I need to record a podcast down mm. here. And then when we land, go right there... And had you had no clue, I would have blacked out. That see, here's what I was afraid of. Literally, the reason I didn't do that is because I was afraid of that. Yeah, I said to myself, I don't know. I knew there was a good chance that you would get on today. Mm. I wanted you to get on, mm. but I also knew that it would be completely unfair to just throw you on the Infowars set, right? Because this is your wedding present. You know, I mean, I'm going to give you money too. But this is your wedding present. I told you you. I was going to get you Alex Jones. I was going to get you on InfoWars Mm -hmm. for your wedding. It's your two year sobriety anniversary. You Mm -hmm. get to go to (laughs) InfoWars. By the way, I, I, you know, I said today on the show, I looked at him and I went, I looked at Alex and went, I think you're a rational guy. (laughs) 
He said he's a moderate. I was right? like, you're a moderate. Which, but, but by the way, in today's world, he kind of is. Like, he doesn't want a white ethno state. Right. He doesn't want... He just believes in pedophile cults and lizard people. That's what I believe in. I think, I think we're moderates. I do. I'll entertain different arguments about healthcare. Sure, have Medicare for all. But don't come and tell me the planet's not run by a small group of people mm. who blackmail and murder each other. Mm. I'll have none of that. Don't tell me that. So I, I, to me, he is a moderate, but I couldn't do that to you because I just didn't want you to like fucking fall down in the. Yeah, I only spaced out once at the very end. At the very end. I had no idea. We're going to have to watch it back. I don't even know what he was saying. You kind of lost track of what he was saying at some point. Yeah, well, because he's so good. He's such an amazing broadcaster and he's so entertaining and he can speak extemporaneously for law, which is, by the way, how he gets in trouble. Mm. That's how he gets in trouble. And it's how I would get in trouble. It's how anyone gets in trouble. Because if you speak extemporaneously, I mean, off the top of your head for a long time and you are not relying on a teleprompter and nobody's got cue cards and there's no plan and there's just a couple of articles and you're riffing. Comics call it riffing. You're just going off the dome and you're in the conspiracy space. Like you're talking about fucking things that can't, may or may not be true. How do you not get in fucking trouble? You're going to get in trouble. I've gotten in trouble. Like I've said things and then look back and went, yeah, I shouldn't have said that. Mm. But that's what it is. There's no fucking way you make it. You know? Yeah. We were even sitting in the green room and they were broadcasting that one guy who was just like some webcam guy they have. An yeah. He was feeling. talking about the, the Richmond, Virginia, yeah, the Richmond, Virginia free speech rally, which is going to probably turn into some type of bloodbath. Yeah. I mean, it's supposedly going to be, you know, and they're, they're like, there's going to be some, you know, probably there's going to be some, uh, you know, uh, whether it's leftists, they were worried about Antifa, whatever they said, like, or a Cointelpro style operation. They're going to be agitators. They feel like in the free speech rally, there's like, there's going to be some agitators. And then they're like, and by the way, there's going to be some people that listen, they just believe that we can't vote our way out of the problem. And we don't want to insult those people, but they're going to be there with their weapons. And they believe we can't vote our way out. of Yeah. It. Yeah. So, and me and Ben are sitting in the green room as it's going on going, what the fuck? And then he signs off. He goes, okay, I'm signing off. Uh, and by the way, we have none of the facts so far, but we have to keep talking about this regardless. Yeah. He goes, yeah. He goes, we don't have any of the facts. This is not Alex. It's another guy yeah. who goes, we don't have any of the facts, but this is, it's the story and we got to keep going with it. We got to just go with it. Hey, everybody. It's another Bachelor podcast. It's 2020 and there's a lot going on. We're on the brink of World War II. Australia's engulfed in flames. There's in See, these kids have tried to write a ad in my voice for the Bachelor podcast that we talk about. What they don't realize is that I'm a comic genius and they are not. So it would be like me writing a workout plan for a, a, a professional athlete. Okay, but I'll read it anyway. Okay, because I'm sure that they're the real geniuses. It's just because of some mistake, I'm the one that people care about. Anyway, let's read the copy. You know, it's just the way it worked out. We're just as funny as that guy. It just shook out the wrong way. Uh, there's an impeachment trial coming up. But the world is being sucked off its mana. Ugh, good boy. 
But there's nothing more important going on right now than season 24 of ABC's The Bachelor. If you're listening to my podcast, you're obviously a fan of that program. You're probably tuning in every week, but you're wasting your fucking time if you're not listening to a Bachelor Companion podcast. The best one out there, we've talked about it before, is another Bachelor podcast featuring Nick with schizophrenic parents who produces Theo Vaughn's show, Dylan, who's Jewish, and Pat, who's an older man. After hearing the ad read I did last week, Pat, as I assumed he might in the near future, attempted to take his own life. While he is independently wealthy with a child on the way, my words called into question his reason for doing another Bachelor podcast. After a few contemplative glasses of Pinot Grigio, they're too wordy, these kids. He naturally started asking more dangerous and dark questions of himself. Um, what's the point of being a father if you know you'll fail? What's the point of doing anything really? What's the point of even sticking around? He was found in a bathtub by his podcast buddies who resuscitated him with the news that the ad read I did last week was in fact did in fact move the numbers. He's now in a better place mentally, not in heaven. So tune in. Here's what I'll say about these kids. They're really giving it a shot. Give it a shot if you watch The Bachelor and you want a companion podcast. If you watch The Bachelor, everyone listens to a podcast, whether it's Jared Freed or Girls Gotta Eat or fucking, you know, you know, Jewish women talk about the gash. Whatever it is, it's, you know, rich white Jewish women talk about the gash, which is the biggest type of podcasting right now. You, If you are a lonely a woman living in a city who doesn't celebrate Christmas and you want to talk about and you want to talk about flicking your bean, you are making a trillion dollars a year. <laughs> and so I'm supporting these three white, three white fucks for getting involved in this. Three white men, okay? Um, I wish they were good looking, but I've seen one of them and it's it ain't great. Uh Tune in every week to another Bachelor podcast on iTunes, YouTube, and Spotify. Remember, he's not deformed, Nick, right? He's not that bad looking. He's, I wouldn't say fine, but remember, everyone, escapism is the only thing that matters right now. I'm kidding, Nick. We're kidding. It's comedy. Relax. I'm sure you'll find out. Does he have a girlfriend? You'll find one, Nick. You're making good money. You'll find a nice lady, and you guys can go live out in the valley and stare, and you could, and you could record each other. There is nothing you can do to prevent us from annihilation. The only thing you can do is find ways to cope, and I can't think of a better way than listening to another Bachelor podcast. Other than their spinoff recapping. But see, I want to talk about, here's the thing about Below Deck. I would come on that show and talk about Below Deck with you guys. Because, so they have another spinoff show recapping Bravo's hit series Below Deck, another Below Deck podcast also available. Here's the thing. I'm kind of interested in talking about Below Deck. And I am a superior comedian and broadcaster to you. And it's not even close. Like, we're not even in the same realm of anything. Like, I shouldn't even know. We should never have even met each other. We should never have been in the same room. My love, bitch, I've been doing this since I'm six years old, okay? Regaling crowds all across the country with great fucking theatrical stage presence. I had a great voice then, and I, and I could tap dance. So the point is, I shouldn't even, we shouldn't have even, you should only know me through the press, but the fact is, I will come on your Below Deck shitty podcast because that show fascinates me because I like to watch it. I don't know why. I just leave it on for hours at a time and I just kind of stare at it. I don't care about anybody on it or if the boat crashes or anything. I, 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 but there's something about it where I don't know. It just kind of interests me. So I'd be willing to come on that. If you want me to come on, you have an open invitation to invite me on through Ben. Don't speak to me directly. Don't DM me directly. You out of your fucking mind. But through my people... Contact me. Try to get contact. Try to get in contact with me, okay? Or have me back on Theo show. I know he's interviewing Tommy Laren, okay? I don't know who's he got next week. Hitler, have me on the program again, please. Thank you. I know we did it last time with Logan Paul. This time we'll do it with with a big TikTok star. How about this time we do it with Little Huddy? 
Chase Hudson. He is a little hot. He owns the high house. Kids fucking figured it out. He's got 9 million followers. He's dating Charlie D'Amelio, who's fucking the, the biggest TikTok person. But you know what? I think TikTok's missing fat Irish guys who think that immigration is a legitimate issue. <laughs> That's what TikTok's missing. But it'll be there in a few years. Your racist aunt is joining TikTok. So don't worry about it. Well, get famous while you can because your racist aunt is joining. T- this has nothing to do with the ad anymore. Just watch the Bachelor podcast. Give these kids a chance. Maybe they're funny. And I'm sure they got a lot to say about me. Maybe like, then Tim said he made fun of us. And Dylan, whose parents are Jewish. I don't know why they threw that in because we're supposed to think that he's but was, uh, struggling. Dylan, Dylan the Jew. I can't believe it. Good for you, Dylan. All right, folks. Good luck. God bless. Goodbye. Right. We had no idea what was going to happen before we got there. But by the way, that's when I thrive. Yeah. I think that's when Alex thrives. Yeah, I, I mean, when we start planning, things get fucking haywire. Like, I, 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 I get excited when there's just the open, wide open. And I feel like you maneuvered pretty well with some of the things thrown your way. Yeah, I, I did the best I could. Now, there's an interesting It was kind of a dark energy in the building. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I, but Alex doesn't have it. But the workers do. Yeah. Because they're pretty, like, he, it's like, he may have it if you spend more time around him, but he actually was just a, like a lovely guy mm. to us. Just like a friendly, funny, nice guy. But the workers seem there because the day in and day out, like I, me and Rogan talk about it all the time. I'm like, I could not do day in and day out what they do. Like to just talk about politics every day. Um, you know, I, no matter what side of the of the coin you're on, no matter, but there's a darkness. They're all kind of afraid of him, you know, because I'm sure he lets him have it every now and then. He he, it seems like he would every now and then would just let him have it. We saw a glimpse of it. We saw a little bit of it. Saw a little bit of it, but it it probably gets whoo when there are no <laughs> guests in the building. It's probably like that scene in Succession. I don't know if anyone's watching where they do bore on the floor mm-hmm. and the, the head character in Succession who's supposed to be like Rupert Murdoch who's he just won a Golden Globe. His name's escaping right now. He's fucking brilliant. Brian, who's the guy in Succession? The head of Succession. But he goes, he goes, bore on the floor. He goes, get on the floor. Get on the floor. And he just, it's a, like a, a party in the show Succession and he just starts stuffing hot dogs. Brian Cox. Brian Cox is amazing. It's a great scene. Well worth a watch. They're on the floor and he starts stuffing hot dogs in their mouth. He goes, hey, little piggies, you want it? And he starts throwing the hot dogs on the floor. And they have to pick them up with their with their mouths. Yeah. And he goes, you like it, little piggies? Bore on the floor. And I went, oh, that might go down here. Mm-hmm. Ten minutes after me and Ben leave. <laughs> if they don't fucking do the right yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like... But there's a dark energy there. What do you attribute that to? I mean, other than the fact that it's like the the topics that they talk, and they're they're on the outside. Everything's very like the war is coming. Like we landed, we're walking around Austin and I, Austin's airport. And I was looking at people. I was like, do you know where the prison planet is? We're trying to find. <laughs> we're trying to find the prison planet. Uh-huh. Uh, there is a war on for your mind. Mm-hmm. When we walked into the green room, it's it's 50 degrees in there. It's ice cold, freezing, freezing cold. First thing I said to you is I said, this feels weirdly like a government building. Right. Yeah, it does. It's it's and that's where you would you probably get conspiracies like, oh, Alex is part of the whatever. Right. It's, you know, which I don't believe, but it, it is a 
operation that is larger in scope than you would imagine. He's, you know, got several studios. It's it's in news. What he started with in he's one guy. I mean, and there's other people on that network that are gaining in popularity, but he's still the guy. Mm-hmm. And so everything's an outgrowth of him. And so the idea is pretty amazing. We're living in a pretty interesting time in history where one guy can get a following that dwarfs a mainstream media news outlet. Mm -hmm. Like he can have more people following him and watching his content than the evening news, than, you know, a network news show. That is, and that was interesting to see up close. Like that was interesting to see how that happens. That being said, yeah, there is just a dark energy there. There is like, we're on the edge of, you know, every single thing they talk about is that, we're in a war. We were in the midst of a war and we're on the edge of something terrible happening and you feel it. You feel it with all the music they play. Da, 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 you know? And everybody kind of has that feeling in the studio. And then, of course, all of them, it's in an undisclosed location in Austin because they're all, you know, everybody's like, I'm sure they get threats and they have DDoS attacks, right? Mm-hmm. All that stuff. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. The site suffers a lot. It's wild. And then as we leave, there's just two little kids like eating Chick-fil-A in one of the break rooms. And I'm, I don't even know. I guess there's someone's kid. They're like yeah. eating Chick-fil-A right yeah. in the break room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would be hilarious is if we left those two little kids got on and they were like, <laughs> MK Ultra's real. Like, you know, if they just just started going off, you know, they just, they both, they both take out their guns. They're like, don't fuck. You're not taking my gun. You know, they're being interviewed by gun girl. What's her name? Caitlin, Caitlin Bennett. Bennett. That's who I thought they were going to put, like, afterwards, they were like, you want to do some other shows? I'm like, we got to run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to run, you know? Alex I, Alex doesn't really get comedy, but, but he's the funniest guy ever. Yeah, I don't think, yeah, I don't think he gets, we played some of our sketches on the show. I'm sure his people enjoy it. I don't know that he, I think he liked some of it. I bet you his head's running a million miles a minute, mm. and I bet that there's parts of it that he doesn't. Like he found the Greta Thunberg sketch where we did we play her agent. He found that interesting because he felt like he was like, yeah, that's an accurate depiction of an agent. He's like, you're not even. He's like, you're not even doing comedy. You're just showing people what it is. You're just showing people what it is. Epstein Sample is walking around L.A. This is real. You are Megan McCain. Nothing's funny here. This is what it is. I'm like, thank. Well, thank you. I mean, he, he said a couple of things that are just not true. Well, me- I don't listen. Because that's the other thing on the show where you have to be careful. Because you're sitting there and you're nodding and you're agreeing with him about everything, right? And this is literally what happened, word for word. He's like, and free speech is important. When we started the country, we know we had free. And Michelle Wolf bragged about killing her baby. She said it made her feel strong. And I'm like, whoa, hold on. I don't know that. Did that happen? I'm like, I don't And he's like, George Soros is a Nazi. He's literally a Nazi. <laughs> So you have to stop yourself because you're you're going like, yeah, yeah. Then you're like, oh, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> right. Wait a minute. Right, right, right. Only because I've not I don't I know so little about George Soros. I know, I know what people know, mm. which is that he's uh, a financier, he's collapsed a few world economies like anyone else with his level of wealth. And he takes <laughs> an interest in how people live and what they do, and he funds the people that he thinks. I mean, it's like but I know that he's the boogeyman on the left in the same way that the coach or the boogeyman for the right. I, I get it. Da, 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 da. Right. But I don't, I know nothing about George Soros' history. So when somebody goes, he's a Nazi, I'm like going, is he? Ah, all right. like, I don't know. 
know. Even on a basic level, like off air, he was like, yeah, copyrights and stuff. We can play whatever we want. There's no such thing as copyrights. It doesn't yeah. exist. We're like, Alex, that's not, that's not yeah, true. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, who knows? But I guess I might believe in the Illuminati too if every single major company got together and deplatformed me on the same day. Yeah, well, listen, he is the, is the it's, it's, he's manifested the world that has happened in a sense because like, he 100% is not wrong when he talks about a small group of elite people controlling the world and all its resources. Nobody really debates that. The, the debates are like, what, what are we going to... The debates are what... If that wasn't the case, what would it look like? Mm -hmm. Would it be one dictator doing it? Would it be worse? Would it be some global government system? I mean, it's like... The, the real thing is, okay, well, then what comes next? It's really like a compared to what argument. Mm -hmm. Most people and most people, even cynical people like myself will kind of be like, yeah, it is bad. And I hate private prisons. I hate this. I hate that. But then it's like when you when you people are like, well, let's tear it all down. You're like, well, great. But then what? Mm -hmm. So he's not wrong about that. I think... What's happened to him, though, is it's become explicitly political. Like, it feels very political as of late. It feels like Republicans good, Democrats bad. Trump good, when he distanced himself from that today, a little bit. But Trump's good, Democrats are bad. And it's just interesting that this guy, Donald Trump, who we know has been with these people, admittedly been bribing these people, pouring money in their mouths, getting everything he wants from them, hanging out with guys like Jeffrey Epstein, that this guy is somehow the, the white knight savior of the country. That's just, to me, I, I've always found that hard to believe. I'm, I'm just a cynical guy. And I don't believe that Donald Trump is going to do it. I don't believe that Jesus Christ chose Donald Trump. <laughs> to, but there are people out there that believe that. I'm not saying that Trump's Hitler. I don't believe that either. I don't believe Vladimir Putin put Trump in your breakfast cereal or whatever... <laughs> people on the other side allege it, i think trump's just a guy but i i think he he's he's a he's a statement that it isn't working and we're probably at peak of what this is going to look like in terms of you know the economy's roaring and things are pretty good and i think a donald trump like figure comes around after 20 years of a government that's been mired in corruption and has sold out the middle class to say nothing of the poor. And that's when a figure like Trump emerges. It's when a figure would emerge that, you know, that's like, fuck everything. Um, but it, it just feels, Alex, it feels more like a political show now than a conspiracy show. But now those worlds have fused together and on the left they fuse together because they believe that Russia's behind everything. Tulsi Gabbard, Russia. Mm -hmm. Everybody's Russia, you know? Bernie, Warren, every every single... But what was it like for you interacting with him? Because he was calling you Ed McMahon because you yeah. weren't talking that much. Yeah. He was like, who's the, guy that, who's the guy that sat on the couch next to Carson and didn't say anything? Ed McMahon. That's who he is, Ed McMahon. I was but thrilled. How wild is it that Alex Jones reading your Twitter, Twitter handle. I know. It's like, Ben Avery is good. <laughs> it's a real... It's good. What is it like interacting with him? It was just the thrill of a lifetime, dude. He's just... I mean, is there anybody more the whole time after in between every break, Tim, in between every break, we would just we would just turn to each other and we'd be like, how much fun is this? I mean, have you had more fun than that than doing him? I mean, that was it was such a fucking it was blast. so much fun. Um, I have had more fun. Oh, okay. I have had more fun than doing it. I have not had more fun than that's doing it. Well, you well, that's lovely for your fiance to hear. Um, <laughs> but. 
I, I, I've had more fun, but I loved it. It was a lot of fun. Um, it was amazing. He's an interesting guy. He's a fascinating guy. The operation is fascinating. It's a fascinating period of history to see up close. This wasn't something that could happen years ago. You, a guy could not amass the following that he has without the technology and probably without the political climate that we're in. Like he is, again, a, a, it's a perfect time capsule to look at. You know, you look at Rogan and the success Rogan's had. And it's like, again, these guys are 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 really markers that you would you would you know if 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 you were like you know you ever see a tailor who's who's fixing a suit who's altering a suit mm-hmm. and they make markers with the chalk on the suit mm-hmm. to what they have to do you would make one by Rogan you'd make one by Alex Jones. like and not to, that they're related but that like they are media operations that primarily center around one guy and they're as influential as huge networks. It's wild. It's very interesting. I kind of had a, I had a private thought on the, during the interview, I thought, I wonder if Donald Trump is watching. Did you have that thought at all while we were broadcasting? Um, no, but it's not a, an unreasonable thought. Maybe Trump will like the- I think mi- Trump and Alex speak. I, I, I think it's very possible. I, it's I mean, very, Trump has done InfoWars. He might listen, be watching. It's very possible Trump, somebody showed him the Meghan McCain sketch- I'm not positive that that's happened, mm. but I would imagine. I mean, if 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 fucking Trump does Rogan, Rogan will play it for him. I know that. <laughs> God bless Joe. He'll fucking he'll be like, listen, you seen Tim Dillon do Megan McCain? Um, but yeah, making Alex laugh. I got one big laugh on the show that yeah. that just made my what was the retarded line. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. We won't ruin it for everyone. Yeah, you yeah. have to watch. You it. have to watch it. Com. Yeah. I don't know how anyone will be able to watch. People said, how, where can we see this? I'm like, I genuinely don't know. I'm so I, what I'm going to do guys is I'm going to clip it and put it in a Dropbox link and just put a link on the Patreon or something. Yeah. Because we can't fuck around with yeah. YouTube. We can't lose our YouTube channel. We can't start putting clips on Instagram. Can we put clips on Twitter? Well, uh, yeah, I think it should be fine, actually, because Logan Paul and all those guys have Alex Jones on. Count Dankula had Alex Jones on. A lot of the YouTubers are having them on his channel. I know, but I think that's different. Having him on your channel is different than clipping his show and putting it out. Oh, you're right. Because he's not supposed to be on there. Yeah, you're right. That's, I think, the big difference. Yeah, we shouldn't clip anything and put it anywhere. Yeah, I yeah. would not. But I'll do a Dropbox li- Dropbox, Dropbox link on the Patreon. Pay the money, folks. You want to be in the club? Pay the fucking money. Yeah. You know, I don't know what to tell you. It's a big club, and you and I can be in it for $5 a month. That should be the start of the show. We should have that Carlin quote. It's a big club, and you and I can be in it for $5 a month. It's not that bad. You can watch Timmy and Ben on InfoWars <laughs> making his dream come true mm-hmm. in Austin. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. 
product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Real interesting energy in that building, man. Just walking around. Everybody's real caffeinated, probably. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, tons of editors just sitting there dead eyed. I tried to talk to some of them. They were like scared. Did you try to talk to anybody? They like jumped. No, back. I didn't try to talk to anybody. I just uh-huh. went to the bathroom twice and then went back to the green room. And I didn't really try to talk. But there was a few people on the Instagram post who were like, I work for Alex. I had no idea you'd be there. <laughs> um, what did you try to say to the editor? You just, I just said hello to them and they were like terrified and they went back to their work. Yeah, that's what I did. I was just like, hello. Like, I think they're afraid that if they're caught fraternizing with people and not working, they're in real trouble. Oh, okay. Okay. How do you get hired on that network? I think they post, by the way, I think they post like a secret. I think they let you know in the job description that it, it's going to come with some, you know? Yeah. I don't know if it's on like... But I, 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 they do. They hire people. They need to get people. Mm-hmm. So I, but I do think I read some article about it from some disgruntled employee that didn't like it and wrote an article. The New York Times wrote an article. Somebody wrote an article about this guy, and he was, I think, talking about how he got the job. I either read it there or somewhere else, and they were like, it's kind of this highly secretive thing where they figure out, and then they kind of let you in on the fact that, like, yeah, this is, you know, this has downsides. <laughs> being associated with our outfit has downsides. <laughs> and like, we will be honest with you. This, this comes with some baggage. There will be some baggage <laughs> to work in here. Some people are just editors. Yeah, we thought about that. We said, I wonder what, how much people make. Yeah, to- I wonder how much Owen makes and those guys. I think they Owen definitely- Schroyer, who's the other guy. He's yeah. like the protege. Yeah, we saw him. Rex you was not saw there. Him. I did not see him. Yeah, we didn't get to see the whole I compound. I barely know who these people are. Ben's like, there's Owen. I'm like, oh, Ben knows all these people. Yeah. <laughs> I know Gun Girl. Yeah. We didn't see her, but you saw Owen. I didn't see Owen. Uh, I, I, didn't I didn't see Rex. Well, Rex is the Alex's son. Who's like, he's like a- He's a real protege, I guess, yeah. right? Yeah, he was in the tank with Alex the other day. They have like a tank they drive around in through Austin now. They have a tank? Yeah, it's like this big like tank car, like armored car thing. And they just shout. Alex was just shouting through a bullhorn that like, you know, Hillary Clinton slits the throats of children. Well, that's what we said. Don't give him our line. <laughs> that's what we said in our video. What were they, Where did that, where does they put that content out? Uh, they were live streaming that on Rex Jones Periscope on Twitter because every other outlet they're like banned from. How great would it be if Rex Jones was just huge on TikTok? <laughs> he's just dancing around like pointing to things. Doing the cowboy boogie. Yeah, he's like, Hillary Clinton's a vampire. He just points to it and he's dancing that Doja Cat song. You know, mama, mama, mama. You know, that one on TikTok. But I don't know, man. It was, it was a kind of interesting, it was a really, really interesting fucking day. I didn't think, uh, I didn't know what it was going to be like. It went as well as it could have gone. Mm-hmm. I was very pleasantly surprised by everything. I knew it would go well. He's a friendly fucking dude, you know? Do you think he retires? Do you think he keeps going? Do you think four more years and then he's done? Do you think he'll... I mean, this is sort of a dark thing to say, but I think he's kind of a guy that just sort of drops one day. So he just goes till the end. I, I mean, think that's so. interesting. Yeah, he just goes and, and rides it out until the end. 
and he just keeps going. It's very possible. He just he lives hard. He I will say he looks a little better now. He seems sober. Yeah, I think he stopped drinking. He's starting to get himself mm-hmm. together, lose a little weight. You know, I mean, good for him, man. You know, but it's it's wild to think about. You know, what's the next iteration of him? I wonder if there is one. Like, if Trump is out in four years, and then a Democrat gets back in, or a Democrat, like, well, I wonder what. Then he becomes the outsider again, where he doesn't really have the access. But I think he, at that point he retires. Maybe I think he yeah. kind of retires. You can't see someone filling those shoes. He's just a one of a kind guy. You yeah, know? and a lot of people would be happy that nobody's filling <laughs> their shoes. Probably. Well, like Paul Joseph Watson or any of these guys, they can't even come close. None of them what- have the gravitas. None of them are as entertaining. None of them are as wild. None of them are as. Um, but I I do think that. Nothing lasts forever, and then, you know, there will be people that will step into that role. You just don't know who they are going to be. I could never, dude, I could never spend every single day just talking about politics. At, like, we talk about conspiracies a fair amount, but we're always trying to be funny, and that's why I'm a comedian, because I just want to make people laugh. I want to make people happy. And I could just never, whether it was Fox or CNN or Infowar or any of these, I, I, no matter what the outfit was, I could just never spend all day, every single day, just in like this fucking, like on war footing. Yeah, you've said it before, dude, but you couldn't get paid enough money to keep your mouth shut anyway, you know? Yeah, well, though, yeah, sure. But I don't know if Infowars, I'd have to keep my mouth shut. I think I'd be allowed <laughs> to say whatever I wanted. They would hire me. I think they would hire me. Yeah. That's the other thing I had that thought today. Like, oh, I could work here. <laughs> I had that thought when we were in Alex Jones' place. I'm like, I could get a job here and just have a show here. <laughs> Probably. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think I'm wrong. Mm. You could too. Mm-hmm. You could be my editor and we could just go there and work. I mean, that's how crazy we're not going to. <laughs> we're not going to do that. We're not going to. But it just, that was a thought in my head. Like, I was just like, oh, all the different ways this thing could go, you know? All the different ways comedy mm. could go. I could be, I could get a show here talking about fluoride in the water. Yeah. And just start doing that. Yeah. You know? In the same way, a lot of these comics went full SJW. Like, all they do, you know, they put out more content of them canvassing for Bernie Sanders than they put out of them being funny. You know? Yeah. So it's interesting to me, but it's like, you can just, you could just end up in a place where you wouldn't think. I wouldn't think when I started comedy... I didn't think I was going to be on the Alex Jones show. Now it's stupid knowing me, knowing my personality. I don't know why I didn't think that going back. I should have fucking thought that, but it really does take you interesting. Did you ever think in your wildest dreams that you would be on his show? Never being interviewed by him. Never, ever, never, ever, never. So cool, dude. I'm still just like, I'm just speechless about yeah. the whole thing. You're going to have to watch it back with, with Katie and Jace. Like, <laughs> You're going to have to, I mean, you're, you're going to get your, tomorrow night, you'll be home by when it airs. Yeah, I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, and I'll clip it. I'll, I'm going to clip that one line I got. I'll, it's going to be, it it's going to be, it's going to be wild to watch it with your brother and your fiance. I wonder if they heavily edit it too. We'll see. I hope, hope, hope not. Hope not. We'll see. Wouldn't it be funny if it just starts with him saying Michelle Wolf killed her baby? <laughs> and we're just nodding, giving we're, the thumbs up to the we're camera. We're nodding, giving the thumbs up. And that's, then by the way, that's all, that's it. No, we're done. There's nothing else. It was supposed to be a whole segment, but he's like, Michelle Wolf killed her baby. We're like, yep. Thumbs up. And then he's like, George Horace is a Nazi. Yeah. 
And then it just goes, Tim Dillon comedy. Ben Avery's good. It's like, whoa. Hold on. Slow the roll. <laughs> you know what we got to do now? We got to we gotta go do Rush at some point. Limbaugh is going to be near possibly does not have guests. No Collins? Mm, Collins, yeah. I should imitate him to him. Ladies and gentlemen, it's El Rush. It's Rush Limbaugh, El Rushmo, the Maharushi. Live. <laughs> Live from sunny South Beach, Florida. It's open line Friday. <laughs> um, yeah, there's no, there's no, the only one that's really left to do is Stern. Yeah. Stern in New York City is the only one left to do. You know, I've done no late night shows. I never had an interest. I had no interest in Colbert or Fallon. I think my agent submitted a tape to Conan four years ago, but I've had, you know, no interest in doing late night stand-up comedy, but I really have enjoyed going on all of these major podcasts and, 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 and radio shows and internet shows. So I think the only one left to do that I'd really want to do would be Stern. Mm. Rush, I wouldn't even want to do because Rush I find enjoyable, even though he's fucking insane. I, he just should be completely alone just doing his thing. But like I would, you know, Stern, you know, Stern's the last one. Because we've done all, I mean, well, we're going to do your mom's house soon. That's going to be in the book soon. And then, you know, we've done Joe a bunch. We've done Alex. Um, I've done Bennington and I've done, you know, Jim and Sam. I've done whatever's left of that whole, you know, New York kind of thing. I mean, I haven't done the Breakfast Club, I guess. That would be cool with Charlemagne and them. I could do that. That's like Blackstern. I would love to see you do some mainstream stuff though too, like Fallon. Like yeah, why did... didn't you think about that before we went to InfoWars today? <laughs> Were you out of your mind? You fucking on crack? I would like to see you do some mainstream stuff as well. Now that we've done InfoWars and Alex Jones has said that he loves our comedy, I think that the next stop would be Fallon. And Are you seriously, is there a gas leak in the room? What am I going to do on Fallon? I don't know. Just antagonize him. Go nuts. I mean, he'll never have me on. Seth Myers will probably never have me on. It's probably a good idea that they don't have me on. I mean, I've talked a lot of shit about Fallon. My pinned tweet is me saying I think that he bit someone, <laughs> which isn't true, but it's very funny. And I don't know that it isn't true, but I hope it's not true. It, you know, I, I mean, I've tweeted that Ellen DeGeneres is in the CIA and I believe that there's a decent argument to be made for that, that she's an asset, that she's helping, you know, I mean, you know, the only guy that interacted with Stephen Paddock, the only guy we should have, maybe we should have asked Jones about Paddock off air. Oh yeah. We're going back. Yeah. We're going back. And by that, I mean tomorrow. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But we're going back. Cause I would like to, I would like to go back we didn't get a chance to ask him a lot of things today, like off air. He was very busy. He was very busy. We did the segment, but what was interesting is like, I would like to ask him a lot of things about, but Ellen was the only guy to interview. The only guy that interacted with Paddock directly, Ellen, he, he was interviewed on Ellen. Ellen. What? This guy was a witness. Is it, you know, the big, what is it? One of the biggest mass shootings in history or the biggest mass shooting in history. And then what is he going to do? Go to Ellen and do the boogie. What the fuck is going on? Have a, is, don't we have an interest in having a news person interview this guy to get some kind of statement on the record and we send them to Ellen. So that's the type of thing we start going. Yeah. Something's a little weird there. Mm. Something's a little weird when Ellen is the only 
person that gets to talk to the one guy. He was supposed to go on Hannity. And I think he canceled. Pretty sure he canceled. I think Alan was like the one thing he actually did. That's like, just makes you think. Just makes you go, hey. But I mean, I don't know that I'll get the opportunity to do any of those things. And it's okay. That's okay. I'm not against doing them either. But I'm not, I understand why I, I'm not asked to do them. I'm not, I get it. I also get why SNL doesn't reach out. I get why, you know, I, you know, it's disappointing. You know, I would like to make a good TV show. I'd like to make a good movie. I'd like to make something really funny. I'd like to answer the milk toast horse shit, safe comedy with something real. And, and you need money to do that. And you need somebody to get behind you to do that seriously. But until then we'll just do what we're doing on our own and tell everyone to go fuck themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, with the help of our friends and people that really like comedy, you know, but that's other than that, it's like, fuck it, you know, but it was, this was as close to a Black Mirror episode. Black Mirror, Infowars, Ben Avery, <laughs> Ed McMahon. Alex Jones kept calling you Ed McMahon. Like 20 times. Called you Ed McMahon 20 times. <laughs> He's like, we're here with Ben Avery. He's good. Ed McMahon. He started I mean, talking about Caddyshack at some point, like for no reason. He went into a few rants where I didn't know. I was just, I was on a roller coaster. I was just trying to ride it. Mm -hmm. I was just trying to grab words like, what? This, that? I'm okay. Mm -hmm. And I don't, we didn't get a lot of flack. I thought we were going to get more flack. On your post? Is anyone mad? I mean, no. I mean, listen, I'm not also going to read all the comments. I've read some of them and nobody, nobody, I, I mean, listen, I just don't think. I just don't think that, um, you know, I just don't think that people give that much of a fuck. I, I, I think that we've set up people, we've managed people's expectations to where they understand that absolutely we're going to do something like this. Yeah. You know? And Alex has done a lot of good work. And I mean, I know that that's not the most popular thing to say. Because he's done some work that isn't good and didn't work out well. That's also true. But I mean, when I mean good work, I mean, there's nobody else that got into the Bohemian Grove and did what he did. There's nobody else had the balls to go in there and expose that. And whatever that means, you could say whatever you want. Maybe it is just a high-end fraternity. Maybe it is just the most powerful people in the world in hoods sacrificing an effigy of a child, which is not a real thing. It's just like, Whatever it is, it's like a, 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 a child made of, you know, sticks or whatever they burn. Mm -hmm. We're hoping. <laughs> and then and then there's this large owl and everything. And, and he got that on camera. And you can say whatever you want. If you have any interest in how society works, you can't ignore that. Right. You can't ignore that. You can't ignore guys in the hoods, in, in hoods in the woods. That's the, the other thing that my children will read. They'll read that. Uh, that book, that that uh, children's book, Guys in the Hoods in the Woods. And it's not about the Klan either. It's about the Bohemian Grove. But you can't ignore a bunch of guys chanting and doing like pagan rituals in the woods, especially when they own everything. Mm. It would be one thing if they owned nothing. And you'd be like, oh, those are the losers. They're so poor, they wear hoods and chant. Those fucking guys. But when it's like, who are those guys? And it's like, oh, they own everything. They own banks and right. media company. And they're in the woods. 
sacrificing a fake child and chanting. It's at least curious. <laughs> you'd at least bring that up, yeah, right? Yeah. When you were smoking pot with your buddies, you'd go, let me explain. Let me ask you this. Let me tell you this. When you were eating Taco Bell with your boys and you're all fucking just still a little high, you go, you know what's interesting? I watched a video the other day where the most powerful people in our country wear robes, go into the woods, sacrifice the effigy of a child or sacrifice a child in effigy, however you say it, and they do it at the base of this large wooden owl and they chant. Isn't that fun? We don't really hear about that in school books. Isn't that interesting? It's odd. It's just odd. You would just say it. I had a bunch of Skulls kids or whoever from all the different Ivy Leagues, not all Skulls, but like a lot of them messaged me when I said in the last podcast, messaged me if in their elite things. They create, some of them created dummy Instagram accounts. Some of them were very funny and clearly not in Skull and Bones. And, and, and clearly just some of them were actually very funny mm-hmm. and everything like that. Um, what, a few of them I thought were very legit and a lot of them were just like, yeah, it's a high level uh, fraternity where we're trying to create bonds amongst people we think are going to be future leaders, which I get. And none of us know each other. So we're all just trying to like, we go into these hyper-personal situations. We all tell each other everything about ourselves and our secrets and blah, 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 blah. I, I get that. Like, I'm not as weirded out by that. I still think there's, it's, it's just the beginning of creating an elite. I get it. I'm not, it's not that I'm, it's like, I, that's very understandable to me. I, I totally get that. But then you look at like, it's still going on when you're in your 40s, 50s, 60s. Like, you're not in college anymore. There's no homoerotic fun of being like, ooh, I'm in the coffin next to you. You know? <laughs> They don't even whack off in front of each other anymore at the Skull and Bones initiation. It's like, that's the fun part. That's the real fun part, you know? I met right after I messaged Adam Friedland. I said, You want to jerk off in a coffin? We don't even have to go to Connecticut. <laughs> I said, I can make that happen. Because I know your girlfriend and you just had a problem. Doesn't matter. Leave that communist. It doesn't matter. I'll take you to a coffin and treat you right. The point is this. The point is this. So that the sorority secret fraternity shit. I kind of get because it's college kids and they're trying like, you know, fuck college is weird. Now, by the way, I'm not saying that as the great rate contract. Listen, it's the most powerful fraternity in the world. That's not nothing. It's not nothing. And he's listen to me. And he's right. Fat Raymond visiting L.A., by the way, next week. Yes. L.A. gets Fat Raymond. Very I excited. Mean, we're taking him to Pink Wall. We're taking him to the influencers. We're taking him to the Beverly Hills Hotel. <laughs> He's just going to destroy the city. I hope he destroys the entire city. He's just going to come in and just destroy the entire city. He's going to throw a lit cigarette and start the Malibu fire again. <laughs> Rogan's going to have to be evacuated again because Fat Ray is going to throw a cigarette in a fucking, in a, <laughs> in a wooded area. Yeah. But it, it is fucking, so on the one end, like, the skull and bones and the, that stuff and, the, and 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 all of those elite groups. I I I think that they that's like a um, a farm team for who will eventually be the big power players and who mm-hmm. will eventually do some probably nefarious things. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
not that's not nearly as weird to me as the Bohemian Grove. It's just a super weird. Now it's the same principle, right? It's the same principle, but the people are a lot older. It's just interesting. It's odd. And Alex Jones exposed that. And again, it's well worth a watch and it's well worth a chat about it. It's fun to chat, to go, I know that everything's about money. Eventually, I'm not stupid. And I know that everybody wants money and power. But it's very interesting to go, what role does the occult play in this stuff? Even just the optics of it. Like, why are people so married to the optics of the occult in the ruling class? Is it a way to just be edgy? Right. You know, because it could be, right? Right, like James Oliphantus's Instagram account when we were looking at that. You're like, this is just rich people just trying to be edgy. Well, trying to be cool. Maybe. Right. Here's the thing. I don't know. I, 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 I believe that there was probably a kernel of truth in the Pizzagate thing. That doesn't mean that the whole thing was true. And the reason I, I don't think it's true or not as true as people said it was is because there were no victims. Franklin scandal, victims, book written about it. Grand juries were subpoenaed to cover it up. Pizzagate, there were no victims. So unless you believe that they're killing fucking everybody. Right. Um, it's odd. Epstein, again, victims, hundreds, thousands. There, there's got to be victims for these type of things, I think, to have credibility because they do. The Franklin scandal, you know, when the Hollywood, when the Hollywood madam was killed, Deborah Jean Palfrey, who said, I'm not suicidal and then killed herself. <laughs> um, there's none of this is. But but yeah. So when you look at those Pizzagram Instagram accounts, you're like Pizzagate Instagram accounts. You're like, what the fuck's going on? Because these are weird accounts. So you're like, it's either rich people trying to be edgy, which I think they do because a lot of rich people are just boring. And they haven't really had normal fulfilling experiences in life. So they try to be edgy and they don't know how to do it. And they, you know, their life famously in many cases doesn't have any stakes. So that what they're trying to do is be dangerous and edgy, but I don't know. So when you look at the occult stuff, you go, is it that, or is there something a little more sinister, a little darker, a little more superstitious? I don't know. And I don't know that I'll ever know. I'll only be able to look at it and glean from it what I think. You know, the Hollywood messaging and all like the music videos and stuff. Is it overtly occult? Is it is it trying to brainwash kids and whatever? I don't know. I think some of the people that work in Hollywood are very sick. And God only knows what they would like to do. God only knows what music videos would look like if Dan Schneider directed all of them. You know what I mean? You just, God only knows. So I don't know. I don't, you know, I, I, but I, I do think there's a fair amount of that. But I also think a lot of it, again, is just people trying to be edgy, trying to be goth, trying to be interesting. Billie Eilish is not that talented. She's just not that good. Mm. So there's a lot of distractions from the music. Because <laughs> the music is, and I'm not hating on Billie. Shout out to Billie. She's good, good for her. I'm not hating on her. I think she's she is talented, okay? But again, you wouldn't hear Billie Eilish's voice and lose your mind and go, this is the greatest thing ever, right? Mm. And But her songs are very catchy and her brother's very talented at writing them. And she does have like a melodic, like whatever, like whatever. But that was my impression of her. I like Satan. Whatever it is. Because that's her song. When you listen to the lyrics, it'll be like, all the good girls suck Satan's cock. And everyone's like, ooh, so talented. Um, 
But I think, so where does the goth stuff come from there? Is it like, is she a tool of the elite establishment? To I don't think so. I think they're just compensating for the lack of voice. I think Whitney Houston just got out there and killed it. I think Eilish is just like, yeah, it's everything now. It's not just the voice, it's the fashion. And I'm a goth and I'm this and I'm damaged and I'm that. And I think that's more what it is. That's my belief from, but again, what do I, is there somebody in the background that like has an interest in this stuff being, uh, who knows? But I think from what I've seen, a lot of these people in Hollywood that are just trying to be goth or edgy or dark or damaged, they're doing it to compensate for just not being that talented. Let's be honest. Let's call it what it is. Let's call it what it is. Okay? You know, you're not Ella Fitzgerald. You're not somebody who is just like fucking wow. Go listen to Summertime by Ella Fitzgerald, by the way. Go listen to something like that. I thought Janis Joplin had a good version of Summertime, that heroin addict dyke. And then I listened <laughs> to Ella Fitzgerald and the, the jazz singing, the bebop was so good. I, you know, and I, I like Janice too, but so I think that's what it is. But again, that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that there aren't people there that are into some sick shit. And if they could telegraph that sick shit through whatever art, I'm sure that's also, I mean, when you watch Woody Allen movies and they're all about his relationships with very young women, and then you hear about that, it, you can't not look at those and go, huh? I mean, at the very least you go, huh? Okay. Yeah, like that part from the uh, Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. With, with the, the, the teen girl. Or she's, right. she's like 20 and she's like, yeah. Indy, you shouldn't have done that to me. I was just a girl. And supposedly George and uh, yeah, George, George Lucas and Steven Spielberg were like arguing about like what would have happened or something. Yeah, why Yeah, why would we need to make Indiana Jones a pedophile? Yeah, and we learned that from- But also it. why, if, you, if the goal was to normalize it, why would you make such a weird reference it was so- Right. I don't know. I mean, listen, there's the, you could look at a million things and go, what is this? What is that? Yeah. That's when you start to lose your mind. You start talking about Taylor Swift being in the monarch cult. Right. You know? What was great about Chris and Giannis being in LA this past week is we were having dinner with an executive at Ocean Prime. Yeah. And Giannis goes, how many people in Hollywood do you think are actually a pedophile? Yeah. And he's just cutting it to a steak. And yeah. he goes, I'd say about half. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think Liana said, Liana said the people at the Golden Globes. Oh, yeah, the Golden so Globes. The Golden yeah, yeah. Globes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then, because there's 60 million people in California. And they're yeah. not, you know, most of them work at grocery stores. But it was funny, man. That was so funny. And then Giannis looks at me and goes, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Aren't there enough hot 19, 20-year-olds for you people? Like, yeah. what's enough's enough already? Um, there, there, it, It's just a fucking... I, I can't convey to you people how how surreal the day was, but how it's the logical conclusion of a lot of the things we've we've been doing in the sense that when me and Ben started becoming friends, we wanted to make ourselves laugh. We wanted to explore. Areas that most people had the good sense not to explore. Most people open the door, they see something, they go, no, no, no. They open the door, crack, they go, not for me. We wanted to open the door and walk fully into it and see what it was. And that's what we've done and probably hopefully what we'll continue to do. And this was like the culmination of it to go on that show, to see the operation, talk to this guy who we both, you know, felt like you kind of knew and had friends who knew. Um, and really to just climb as far as we could into that fucking MacBook. I mean, 
which is pretty scary. But, you know, two years ago, we were watching InfoWars at your house, smoking cigarettes. In the garage. In the garage, laughing, because it's funny. Mm -hmm. And now, two years later, we are on the show being interviewed by this guy. And with an open invite back, mm -hmm. which we'll definitely take, it's just a fucking interesting, you know, two years. It's been a, a pretty productive two years. You're sober two years. Mm -hmm. This is like your two-year sober anniversary. Yeah. With Alex Jones on InfoWars. If I make it to midnight, yeah. You'll, yeah. Great, <laughs> great question. Great call. If Alex calls us back up and wants to if hang Alex out. Alex calls us and wants us to relapse right now, we absolutely would. We'd drive right to his studio and start getting fucked we'll up. We'll smoke a rock with we'll Alex Jones. We'll smoke crack with Alex Jones right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If he wanted us to, <laughs> absolutely. Um, but it will be on the Patreon. We'll clip it up. We'll throw it on the Patreon. Mm -hmm. com for all the live tour dates that are moving forward. We have a lot of stuff coming up. We hope you guys are grabbing tickets to it. We have even more dates that are coming up that we're going to announce. Me, Nick Mullen, and Luis Gomez are going to do something in LA. Uh, how cool is that? We have... Uh, Zanies in Chicago, Old Town Chicago is one of my favorite rooms. February 5th through the 8th, I'm going to be there. Please get tickets to that. That's going to be a great fucking show. They're selling pretty quick. I think we're almost, we're almost, uh, maybe three, we were half sold out a while ago. So we're probably almost three quarters of the way sold out. Um, you know, Ontario, Canada, the Grand Girard Theater, February 14th and 15th, Valentine's Day. And if you like me and you live in Toronto and a lot of you have messaged me, why are you not going to Toronto? I am the Grand Girard Theater, Ontario, Canada, uh, 15th and uh, 14th of the month. Okay. New York, New York, Carolines, March 12th through the 14th, Carolines Comedy Club, Bloomington, Minnesota, April 9th through the 11th, the House of Comedy, Phoenix, Arizona, May 7th through the 9th. I think we just moved one of those dates to late February to be part of JFL Northwest. So I'm trying to think what would be Northwest. I'm not sure. Or maybe we move the Edmonton date, Canada, the comic strip. I don't know. Edmonton, we're going to be Canada's in June. Let me tell you what date got moved right now because I don't want people to start screaming at me. And I know that you will. You'll be like, this is crazy. The lies. I feel bad if you bought tickets for Cap City on Wednesday. They're honoring them Thursday. Um, Helium in Philly Lots of requests to come here March 19th through the 21st Helium in Philadelphia Make sure that's not Skankfest, Ben Google Skankfest South In Houston I don't think it is But March 19th through the 21st Philadelphia, Pennsylvania Helium Come check that out if you saw me a year and a half ago, I've got a new hour of material. You'll enjoy it. Skankfest South is March 27th through the 29th. Perfect. Okay, good. Um, that's perfectly fine. Um, another thing, April 23rd through the 25th, we're back in Dallas at Hyenas Nightclub. Comedy Nightclub. We're in Fort Worth. We did the Hyenas. We're back in Dallas, okay? Let me tell you another thing. Let me just tell you this date that just got changed because I don't want you. Okay, here it is. House of Comedy. Okay. We are moving to February 20th and we're going to be part of JFL Northwest. So 
That is House of Comedy, New Westminster, British Columbia. I don't even know when that was supposed. That was going to be March 5th through the 8th. Well, we've never even talked about that. So, well, now we're going to be in British Columbia in late February. We're going to BC, House of Comedy in New Westminster, British Columbia. There are more dates. TimDillonComedy.com has all the dates, all the ticket links. Tim J. Dillon, D-I-L-L-O-N on Instagram and Twitter. Please leave the podcast a five-star review. I mean, a, a positive review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Of course, it's available on Spotify. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Tim Dillon Show, not my personal dumb channel with nothing on it. Go to The Tim Dillon Show YouTube channel. Subscribe. Videos coming in the new year when Ben gets his fucking lazy act together. <laughs> oh, and subscribe to the YouTube Clips channel. You subscribe to the YouTube Clips channel, which is what? Tim Dillon Clips? Yeah. Tim Dillon Show Clips or Tim Dillon Clips? Yeah. If, uh, let me see. We wanted to. We got to spell it out for these people. We got to force feed them like children, <laughs> like little baby. I'm so beat right now. I just want to go to bed, but I have to go to Cap City and put on a hell of a show. Yeah. Tim Dillon Show Clips. Tim Dillon Show Clips. Subscribe to the Clips channel, the YouTube channel. Me, Nick Mullen, Luis Gomez will be doing something. We hopefully, hopefully, the main room of the comedy store, a, a live podcast and a stand-up show. Let's see if that comes to fruition. It would be really great if it does. Let's see. Ben Avery, you have anything to say? Um, of course, go to patreon.com slash the Tim Dillon show. Great. 145 archives there. A lot of great episodes. And we have like 25 bonus episodes now. So. Yeah, if you're having a problem with the Patreon app, you're functionally retarded. It's a bad app. Tell them what to do, Ben. You're supposed to link the RSS feed to your podcast player of choice. You're not supposed to use the app unless you want to engage with people. Do not use it to listen to the show. Or you can use it at, on your desktop. It works fine. And you can download it that way. But link the custom RSS feed. I have it in the info on the Patreon page. And when you sign up, it emails you the link. So I don't know what you guys are doing. From stop yelling ben at Avery, Yeah, stop yelling at him. Yell at him for other reasons. Like, where's the studio, you know? <laughs> yell at him for that. Yell at him for no video. Yell at him for that. From Ben Avery, myself, and all of us at InfoWars. <laughs> there is a war on for your mind. And from our prison planet to yours. Have a good day.